0: Welcome to iBrooks Uncovered, the Ultimate Rangers podcast. I'm joined by Mark Catelyn in the studio and Lindsay Heron all the way from Spain. And
1: how are you, Lindsay? Hola! I'm very well Hola <laughs> Yes uh, Como sta mi amigos
0: Stabene Grazie
1: <laughs> So Lindsay
0: Talk to you How's it over there
1: It's magnificent I like the sun is Now uh, beating down In my pool area As I look out my veranda And uh, the beach is looking Very promising Well about <laughs> last
0: night's game Then boys Mark how did you see it last night
2: Um, I thought we got about it I thought we was You know Pretty much carried on From the weekend there. Uh, first half pretty blunt again in the last third. Not aggressive enough with the passing in the last third. Called it half-time. We needed to bring somebody in that doesn't mind making the mistakes, trying to get them balls. It was built for balls up the side of centre-halves uh, last night, not coming to feet, turning them round. It was wet, slippy and we, we we weren't doing enough of that. We flattered to deceive again. You know, we we had plenty of possession. Livy had no, no out-ball at all, so it was relentless. It was waves and waves but we were doing nothing with it. You know, Striek, I thought for me was underused in the first half. He did what he needed to do. He come and got a hand on one. He saved an easy one down. Pass. Yeah, yeah. Down good save from Patterson off yeah, his foot. Sharp. But you would expect him to do that. He did it at the weekend against Celtic and you expect him to be one of their best players because he'll be getting lots and lots of practice every every game. So yeah, really disappointed and you know, I was saying come on we need to bring somebody on here somebody that doesn't mind taking the ball in when he's tight he'll make that pass even if it doesn't get there and it'll roll off his back he'll do it again in the next two minutes and that's what we needed we needed a, the likes of a Hadji to come in confident young man happy feet tricky feet that's where we were again but soon as we had that Hadji type player that doesn't mind making that risk pass we yeah. we, we got the result which we, which we thoroughly deserved uh, thanks to a couple of errors um, bought on themselves Living. A straight ball out from the First for the first one intercepted, cut off into into Hadji, crossed across uh, the the face of the goal, and, and then Roof pops in, and then Streek, the only fault of the game for him, gives the ball straight to Alfie, and pop two 0 Bob's your uncle, Fanny's is your aunt, and that's it. Game game set and match.
1: Does that now mean that Hadji becomes pivotal in the next uh, ten days, two weeks with Kent missing, and is he going to be the the sort of influential creator?
0: So no, absolutely. Listen, I think, uh, I think it's fairly evident that the the first half, there was a real lack of quality in that final third. We've often spoke about young Wright coming in. And I have to say, I thought the initial few months, I thought he'd done very, very well. But yeah, when you look at it, I think Hadji made the difference. um, You know, that little bit of quality. And you know, the interesting thing about it is the actual kind of dragging it across the the face of goal for Kmart Roof is exactly what he was looking for. Through the legs. I just, I said straight after the game, it was job done, Lindsay, for me. And someone said to me, who's the man of the match? And I actually gave it to Haji because I thought he'd made such a big impact, you know, and, and I think that sums up when you look at the starting 11, Lindsay, I'm looking about and going, who's actually getting past marks here? You know, it, it was a flat performance again. As I said, it's job done. You're into the next round of the hat. You know, you could actually went there and kind of wave after wave and, and things. But I think the two guys were quite clinical when it came along. Uh, I think we could have racked it up a little bit more. I know I think came my Roof had a few more chances. But I just look at the overall dynamics. And, and I said to Mark before we come on the show, Lindsay, when I watched Rangers last year... 14 goals less at this stage than last year, aren't we? I've no idea, is that right? that's right. Well, listen, I think that sums up everything, Lindsay. Uh, I thought Rangers at this particular time last year were really on the front foot. They were so aggressive. They were in people's faces. And when I mean, I mean really high press. And they suffocated teams. And that resulted in goal after goal after goal. And now what I'm watching is it's a bit more kind of pedestrian. And they just need to raise the tempo for me. Be more aggressive, yeah.
1: Like we said, they've, they've, they've been. Lo- I know they didn't lose a goal last night, but they've been losing goals in the league, guys. Um, I think it was like twelve games in, fourteen games in. They've lost three goals last season. You know, they've already lost what like, half a dozen goals in various competitions this season. It's it's, it's a different dynamic, isn't it? That's
2: why you, you're looking at the other end of the pitch to be as as dynamic, especially when if you if you you know you are leaking goals. Obviously, you've got to score goals to win games. I think it's fair to say that Alfredo um, is still waiting on his top form to come back in as as is a lot of the uh, uh, the goal scorers Kent hasn't reproduced his his sort of levels and and I, I I'm going to say honestly I think there's about 8 or 9 players there that haven't re- reproduced to the standard that they were at last season so hence there's a, lies the problem uh, Lindsay. you know you, you, you if your goal scorers are coming down the way it's putting more pressure on the on, back on the back
0: end of the uh, a back end of the team in terms of the goal scoring things we have we've conceded 9 goals I think that's a valid point you know when you look at we lost 4 half of them against Malmo almost you look at recent form Lindsay we have conceded 2 goals in our last 6 games as much as we're conceding, and I, I take that on board, since the start of the season, we've conceded some goals. The last half a dozen games, I think we've conceded two—one against Motherwell, one against St. John's—and uh, then you have to go back to Alice, Alice, where you know that I think that was a half a dozen games ago. So two goals conceded in six—it ain't the worst, but it's that intensity in the forward. It's the, the fact that we're not scoring three yeah. or four goals on the back of that. Sorry, let me re- rephrase that. If you, t- <laughs> it's actually four goals because it was a Leon game. I just think, well, six, six of the nine goals are against European opposition. Mm-hmm. I just meant in terms of the yeah. last, so it's two and five yeah. uh, and domestically if you like. I look at all that and uh, I still think there's so much more to come for this group. You know, we mentioned Hadji, we're not exactly sure why he was out. I think COVID's had a part, and I'm not saying that Hadji had COVID but I'm just thinking that people had in and around the squad, Lindsay, whether it's close contact I think it's really impacted the whole, I think it's impacted the whole group. It's a bit a stop start and I, th- I think the quicker they can of get in top of all these issues get the players back get the full quarter and I said on the radio on Monday night that I felt it was important to maybe take Devo I think Steve Davis has been incredible uh, you know I said last year he was probably my, my number one for, for player of the year Him yep. and Tav. when you look at the opening seven weeks Lindsay he's played 13 games and then you have all that travelling on the back of all that so see that kind of stuff for me I just think I just think you have to recognise what he is at his age you know and and so forth and I think that was a good move taking him out the firing lane Mm -hmm. last night because you can keep asking him to go to the wheel week in week Mm -hmm. out
2: Mark absolutely but you're going to need somebody of that elk right and we haven't for that certain specific sort of role that he does you know side to side just keeps keeps it ticking keeps talking makes himself available and all that sort of stuff i'm looking at uh um, aribo and kamara different sort of players i know you look at Kamara as, as coming in there to do that sort of game but for me those two players have to get further up the park all the time to do their best stuff that's how i see it the stephen davis Situation. Stephen is obviously it's pivotal. No? Pivotal for the the big big games.
1: Uh, Kamara, guys. I mean, obviously, he finally he has finally signed a new contract, um, which is good news till 2025. Clearly, a major sellable asset for the club. But will that relax him down a little bit as well, and maybe get him into more of a groove?
2: Yeah, I would like to think so. I think once you've got your future sorted out, you can concentrate on the present. Obviously, getting your future, you've got the next three or four, you know, four years, three years, all sorted in your mind. So that's you, you it, base camp, you get everything set up, you know, everything around you, the comforts. And, you know, you crack on and enjoy your football now. That's what, that's my personal aspects and my experience have done about you, Alex. But once you have your future there for the next three years, uh, it's It's always it's always a good place to be.
0: Yeah, I think I think when you are in discussions and things, I, I think it can be a little bit unsettling, you know, because you're you're not quite sure whether you're going to be plenty. Obviously, obviously the window's closed, but there was speculation in the summer. I think he's been on record as saying that was speculation, so at least that puts that to bed. And because of the way football is at the moment, I think it's a really good piece of business because what you've done is you've uh, secured your uh, asset there. Buyout clause, do you think, in there? Possibly. Yeah, the players and agents are quite sharp these days. And the fact that he's signed that allows Rangers to know that they've actually got a, a, a certain value on him now. Whereas if they allow it to go into the last year mark, mm-hmm. you have a real big problem yeah. next summer. So that takes that out of the equation. Uh, obviously, Connor Golson would be the next target for me um, because you know I think over the last couple of years I think he's been pretty decent you know he's been very reliable I think he's a number one centre mm-hmm. and a half so that would be the only issue for me out with the current squad because I think when you look at the squad it's pretty strong mm-hmm. you know if we've got strength and depth we've got two positions covered two two players per position yep. so I think Rangers in a good place and that goes back to my earlier point Lindsay we need to get to the place where we are Firing on all cylinders because when I look at it at the moment, I, you know, I listened to Gary McAllister after the game as well and he was pretty much saying the same, you know, it's job done and, you know, we're not quite in that final third. We
2: were a V8 last, last year and we're firing on two cylinders this year. So we're six cylinders down basically. That's what we're saying. We, 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 yeah, you, you need, for that engine, which was an, an unbelievable engine last year, you know, everything clicked, everything worked, everything fired at the same time.
0: But do you take do you take on board, Mark, that the actual circumstances in the boat Rangers have been very disruptive from the start? And I'll, t- and I'll give you an example. Europe, we've had Camara, and roof suspended. Mm, yeah. Then Philip Polanda gets injured. Then you've got Barisic who's got had injuries.
2: Situation. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Then, a then, lot of things.
0: then you've got Kent who's got a hamstring issue. Yeah. yeah. Then you've got Morelos who picked up a little bit later than mm-hmm. th- th- we would like yeah, yeah. for the thing. So when I f- when you factor all them in, if they can settle down. Everybody gets knuckled down in things. I think we can motor on now. Yeah, I think that,
2: that's, that is the big difference from the the summer just gone by and the previous summer. You know, there was all these international uh, competitions that were going in the South America and obviously the Europeans and you, yeah. you got the Olympics and all that sort sure. of stuff. So that always is a disruption. You know, the players coming back at different times yes. and all that sort of stuff. The, the, the previous season, everybody was back at the same time, more or less the same time. Everybody got the same sort of Pre-season under the belt, everybody yeah. was together, and it is a disruption. But you know these these players now have been together for a number of years, yeah, yeah a, a yeah. number of years. So
0: what is, it, what is this going to be the fourth season? Is it? Yeah.
2: So everybody knows what's expected of them. You know, everybody. You know, you've been playing with this guy. I've I've been playing with you for two years. I know your game. Yeah, of yeah, course yeah. Yeah. And you know each other's you know own personalities. So that's that's the things that should be good and should be firing right now. And that's the under. I can't. That's why I can't understand why that has dropped dramatically, even though it's been that that's the summer of discontent of everything being messed around and, you know, COVID players coming back. I can't understand why we don't get it.
0: Personally, I still think, uh, you know, you look at Bono Barisic, I, I look at the two, the two young boys last night, they did okay again. Mm-hmm. For me, mm-hmm. personally, I still think Tavernier and Barisic have so much more quality in the final third. But but the two are still not at the level. Barisic and Tavernier still have to get to the yeah. level they were getting to last year. Lassie, absolutely, hundred percent. And but for the young boys, Nathan, uh,
2: Nathan, and uh, Shirley, and Shirley, yeah, they have to play games. That, that's the yeah. only. That's the only way they can yeah. produce any level of consistency or performance. Yeah. So it's, it's it, it is difficult, you know. It's difficult to get in yeah, yeah. that match team, isn't yeah. it, Mark? Yeah, yeah. Well, Nathan Patterson, here we go. Nathan Patterson could be Scotland's right back,
0: but not getting the game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of that, course. That's, that's, yeah, well, I understand it, Mark, because yeah. for me, Tavernier's still the best right yeah, back in Scotland.
2: So what happens when you come into the first team, you've got to be ready. I say this all the time. You know, it's it's difficult for young players to get into big teams and good teams. S- and stay there. And stay there. But that that is the challenge right now. You have to be, I mean, if I'm Nathan Patterson and I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm Bassey, I'm out there whipping balls in because the defensive side of it and running up and down yeah, is a that, given. Yeah. They've given. They've got I'll that, I'll be yeah. out there whipping 50 balls, 50 balls in from the right. Before breakfast. 50 balls in from the right side. I want Alfredo in the middle of the park putting the ball in the back of the net for practice. Absolutely. 100%. That's what I'd be concentrating on right now because the rest of the game, running, tackling, they've got that in abundance. All they've got to do is work on the final ball. And the final ball for a centre forward is key to every side winning.
1: Obviously a bit of chatter about football stadium naming rights in regards to Rangers in the last couple of days without going into too much specifics on that front but in general I mean it's, it's, a, it's a thorny issue for Rangers fans isn't it because back in the day when Charles Green was at the club uh, he was involved in, in potentially selling naming rights to Mike Ashley, and the fans went off their heads the possibility of the sports director arena replacing the name of Ibrook Stadium was, was something that brought up the hackles didn't it I mean what do you think about it in general is, is it a, a no brainer for or is it, or is it too much of an, an emotional attachment? It's,
2: it is the modern game now, Lindsay. I had this conversation when I was working in there. Ibrox will always be in the name of the stadium. Whether it's Emirates, Ibrox, Ibrox, Emirates or whatever, just, I was just throwing that n- name out there sort of stuff. You know, it is, it is part of the modern game. If five, whatever, five, seven million a year can come in from, from a naming rights or 10 million or whatever, you know, over a five year period of, you know, you're guaranteed whatever, 45, 50 million for just, just having a name on the on building. You know, as long as Ibrox is in that name. I'm I'm fine with that because it is the modern game and we have to move the game forward. You know we don't want to be standing still and missing out. For me, it was a no-brainer, a absolutely no-brainer. As long as Ibrox is in the title,
0: Lindsay, I'm the same as well. See the thing is, if you can generate some serious money, one of the one of the hardest things that Rangers and Scottish teams have in general is getting some serious revenue. Even if you go back to the last sponsorship deal with Ladbrokes, you know the league sponsors, the winners were getting what two million a year.
1: No, no, about two two point four something like that.
0: If you can generate a kind of substantial money on naming rights, then what that allows you to do is get a stronger uh, team on the pitch. Oh, so right. it kind of gets you to Gives where you, you want to guarantee. get. you a guarantee. Yeah, and listen, I get that Ibrooks, but it will always be Ibrooks. It doesn't matter what it's called. Yeah. It will always be Ibrox to me.
1: The Germans seem to be the, the, the world leaders in this. I mean, there's 14 of the Bundesliga sides have all got their stadiums named after companies. Uh, obviously Bayern being the, the most lucrative, the Allianz. Was bringing in about seven million euro uh, a year, and funnily enough, and and so there are only four in in the Premier League in England. Mark, you know, so it's even you know the the highbrow Premier League are a bit slow off the mark. So maybe it's about time Scotland get into it.
2: Yeah, absolutely, but I, I would say that's the only. Well, it's down to the individual though. It's you know, it's not the Premier League. That's down to individual clubs for naming rights, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But see the new, the more new stadiums that pop up down there right now. They'll all be sponsored. I'm, I'm talking about yeah. the new Everton Stadium that will be built. That'll be that'll be naming named rights. It's just like the Emirates. So, yeah,
0: if but they Mar- want to give us fifty million for, <laughs> for, for five years, I'll take that. Thank you but, very but, much. But well, the thing is, everybody identifies that that particular uh, airline. Yeah, mark. yeah. And so yeah, that's yeah. that's that is their kind of upshot. It's quite good when you're quite close to an airport as well, isn't yeah. it? Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Glasgow Airport's just along the road. Actually, isn't it? <laughs> But listen, I think, I think anything to generate money, Lindsay, because ultimately you're a business, you're trying to increase the turnover uh, annually. And also We're looking
2: for Champions League football. So to get Champions League football, money. if you can get money in to invest into that and get your Champions League money, then start of every season, what is it, 36 million or something, Lindsay? That, that's what you're guaranteed? to win the league. Plus that, so all of a sudden you've gone from having zero money per season to invest into the team to about I'm going to say conservatively 40 in the low 40s, 40 million. And that and that gives that gives you a hell of a knockout punch that does.
1: Would it be contingent though as you say that Ibrox has to be somewhere in the title because I mean a lot of these of these sponsorship deals is purely the company name so it's the Allianz Arena, it's the Etihad Stadium, it's the Emirates Arena. Um, there's no mention of uh, of the previous name of the ground. Is that got to be contingent that, that Highbox is in there somewhere. Then? Well, that's
2: got to be worked with. That's got to work be worked with within the deal. Absolutely. Uh, and for me, I, th- I think that will that will I think that will cushion the blow that all the supporters that against
0: supporters of having the you know would uh, would have to take on board. I would say.
1: Yeah. Do you think so, Alec?
0: Well, listen, listen, Lindsay, obviously you would want to try and incorporate which which we identify the, the stadium with. Uh, and you would have to try and fire, fire that in depending on, you know, whatever the sponsorship, that would have taken a rhyme in some ways it couldn't be some sort no. of ridiculous one so uh, again listen I think ideally you'd like to get that in but listen some of these companies might not want that and, and they'd yeah. be willing to pay top dollar for that Lindsay so again you'd have to assess it on in each individual ideally as a fan you would want it as fans Ibrox something. the fans will still call it Ibrox of course they we will we're obviously, we're obviously back to domestic football this Sunday Lindsay Saturday sorry
1: yeah, I'm just going to say it's another. Like you talk about blocks, and Mark was talking about the same about blocks of games and you know, sequences of matches. And the next three are obviously really big. You know, Dundee away, Hibs at home. The following Sunday, and in between, Sparta Prague way before the international break. So it's another real key area, isn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Over to Dundee at the at the weekend here. Dundee desperate for points. some sort desperate for some sort of points. So you know they'll be at it. They'll be fighting tooth and nail to, to, to get some sort of result out of the game. I think there's a manager there just clinging on. So he'll be expecting a, a big performance from his team. We've already been over to, to Dundee once earlier in the season and and got a really poor result. I think you'll find that Dundee will probably give you the same sort of performance and effort sort of stuff. So we've got to be up for that. We've got to re- be really ready to, to match effort and endeavour. And then, as I say, get that one part and then you just focus on your on your European campaign on the
0: Thursday. I think there'll be a flare up there, Alec. Well, listen, you never know. You've got the, the Griffalo up there, and uh, listen, it have been interesting to see he uh, he kicked a flare into the, the away fans the uh, closest he got last it. night. So, uh, <laughs> I have to say, it was actually quite worrying seeing, seeing that flying in towards the crowd. So, I'm not sure whether there'll be any repercussions, but whatever's going through that boy's mind, I have no idea. He needs to calm down. He needs to roll with the punches. He just needs to keep his head down because he's just constantly in the media for the wrong things, you know? And... and, and, he is courting controversy when it's unnecessary. He's went to a new club. He should be just looking Head to... Head down for two months. He should just yeah. be trying to go on the score sheet. You've just mentioned that at the bottom of the league. You know, he had a couple of good opportunities to, to get up and running against Dundee United at the weekend. He's passed them up and he's going to be a target for fans. He's he's one of these kind of... I, I was the same as well when I went away to opposition grounds. Fans gave you a bit of grief. He just, he's just got to buckle down and go on, it. And to react in the way he did, I'd be surprised if he doesn't get a sanction. Um, because it was extremely dangerous,
1: and nothing less than three points, I suppose, just to keep the momentum going, guys.
0: One hundred percent there, Lindsay. I think three points takes you into
2: the European situation, but uh, it's going to be it's going to be a tough game. Going to be a lot of effort required for this for this weekend. But I'm sure the way we're going at the moment, we seem to be. You know, I'm glad we kept the clean sheet last night. That will give us confidence M- and moving forward from there. Uh, Alfredo can find his shooting boots again. So, yeah, that's where we are. We've just got to, every team that we play against now will be...
0: Bang at it. Yeah, bang at it. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to the weekend, Lindsay But you were actually saying the next three games. I actually look at the next wee block of five games because obviously Dundee. Then you go to Sparta midweek. Then you've got a really mm-hmm. good tasty one because you, you look at some of the, the the teams that are coming. Hibs are coming to Ibrooks, Hearts are coming to Ibrooks, Then you get the double header with Bromby. You look at these games are coming up. It's a really important period. We we spoke about getting up and running, but it has to start by Dundee this this uh, Saturday. <laughs>
1: Fantastic, Lance. Well, listen, lovely to talk to you and I hope uh, hope you keep warm. Yeah, all the very best. Enjoy
0: your fish at lunchtime, my
2: friend.
1: All the best, (laughs) Lindsay. Good to talk to you, Lance. Thanks, guys.